What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast, the special edition of the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Sports Business. That's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show. That is sportsbusiness at gmail.com. Coming up on today's show, I think we already know why we are doing a special edition of the show. You know, I had to hop on here and give my two takes on what the hell is going on with the Raiders. But since we are here in midweek, we'll give a little couple takes since we're already here doing the show. You know, might as well do some stuff. We're going to go ahead and talk about some NFL trades. We'll also talk about the NBA trades. And then we'll also talk about why nobody is watching the World Series. And then before we get up out of here, we'll definitely do the dummy of the day. But first things first. I saw this... Um, I want to say yesterday morning, and I thought it was a joke at first, and then I actually heard the song, the rendition of the National Anthem, and I was just like, it's not that bad. I don't know why y'all coming out to Flavor Flav, like my man is literally living his best life. Flavor Flav um, had a show called, what is it, A Flavor of Love for two seasons, where he had a whole bunch of yowza bodies and females chase, you know, showing out their devotion of their love for this man. Now, I think he was at a Milwaukee Bucks game, I believe Monday, and my man sang, he did his own rendition of the National Anthem, and it actually wasn't that bad. Like, one thing you all got to know is Flavor Flav is, he's he's a musician. I believe he's taught himself how to play the piano at a young age. Like, my man is solid, so I'm not going to say it was the best ever National Anthem. Like, my best, my my very first, or my greatest rendition of the National Anthem might be Carl Lewis, and if y'all haven't ever heard Carl Lewis do the rendition, it of the national anthem which i think it was the new jersey nets against the bulls back in the early 90s listen to that one that's the greatest rendition of the national anthem but um it was cool like i don't know why y'all coming after that man let that man live his life flavor Flav. you keep doing what you're doing man you out here doing things that you dreamed of doing and you're knocking it out the park you was in a a setting that you've never done before and you did cool like you was you were solid man i'm gonna give you a solid 7.5 but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was weird that y'all was coming after that man for no reason. But on to bigger and better things because I know everybody has been on my DMs, everybody's been texting me that has my number. Everybody's been able to whoever's been able to reach out to me has definitely reached out to me um, from all different phases of my life. So I'll paint y'all a picture of what I was doing last night when I got the news. Um you know, last night was Halloween, so usually my daughter Sophia wants to go trick-or-treating. This year, she didn't want to. She said that she wanted to just stay home, carve a pumpkin, and watch scary movies. And I was like, bet, we can definitely do that. That sounds like a great idea. Um, so that's what we did. So we cooked. We made uh, some tostadas. We watched Michael Myers. We watched Chucky. I think we even did a little scream. Passed out some candy, so I really wasn't on my phone all like that just because it was family time with the kids. Um, about 8.30ish though, I went to go pick up Noah. Noah was trick-or-treating with his partner, so went across across the other subdivision, went to go pick him up. I got a text message on my phone, was like, hey, 
from an unnamed source, I heard that there's been rumblings over here in Las Vegas at the Raiders headquarters. And I didn't think nothing of it. It was like, yo, something might be going down with the Raiders and the coaching staff. And I was just like, I don't see that happening just based off the fact that Mark Davis has been a cheapo. He own, he's one of the poorest owners, ironically, in the NFL. People don't believe me. He, You can read up all the whole Mark Davis's net worth, but he ain't really got a whole lot of net worth. He's one of the poorest owners as far as liquid assets goes in the NFL. So I didn't think nothing of it. I thought that it was probably at a minimum going to ride out the season with Josh McDaniels. Didn't think nothing of it. So I, you know, kept telling you to do what I was doing last night. It was about 10, it was about 9, 30, 10 o'clock-ish. I got another message and this time it said something about not only Mark, uh, not Mark Davis, not only did Josh McDaniels get fired, but the GM, uh, Dave Ziegler also got the can. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Didn't pay no mind. I, I saw it, and I just didn't really pay no mind. I got this from a legitimate source. I'd already known about it before it even hit the press, but I was like, eh, it's probably just some fake news. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think enough through it. So I get in the bed, sitting there talking to you that we're sitting there chilling, chilling, chilling. And as I'm actually going to put my phone on the charger and actually call it at night, because we're watching the local news. We're chilling, we're watching local news. I get my phone starts literally blowing up. Like it's just, you know, notification after notification after notification. People hit me up on DMs. And then I look down and I'm like, yo, for real? I, I replied to the person. I said, yo, for real? Is this is this is this serious? And they was like, Yeah. And I was like, but if that's the case, I'm watching the local news and they haven't said anything yet. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then about 10 minutes or so, you know, 10 minutes later, it hits the local news. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. So, once again, your boy was shocked. So now I'm sitting there hitting, hitting up everybody that I know in the NFL, trying to figure out what happened, what transpired, what was the backstory um, that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were just canned. But that must be the most, I would say this, a lot of decisions that are made late at night here in Las Vegas don't turn out to be well. But the fact that Mark Davis snapped out of whatever trance he was in and made the decision to pull the trigger and let both of these fools go was like Christmas morning. Like I have never seen the city of Las Vegas as far as the Raider the the, the Raider fan base here just being in so much joy. Like I've went out and did a couple of errands today and you could just see people just literally happy that this this nightmare is over. Like people are legitimately happy. I posted last night on social media. I was like, I don't care if the Raiders don't even win a game for the rest of the season. This is this is a huge win. Um, like people are legitimately happy, like super duper happy that this man is gone. Both of these two fools. Now, here's the downside of it: the Las Vegas, Oakland slash LA Raiders since the year I want to say 2002, they've hired the most coaches in NFL in that span. I think they've hired like 12 coaches in the span of. 20 some odd years which is not good it led me to the point i was like well hell maybe mark davis need to fire mark davis and he needs to just go ahead and sell the team um which probably isn't going to happen and the thing about mark davis is like i said earlier he ain't got the money to fork over and be able to pay both john gruden and um josh mcdaniels but two he ain't he just he he, he he's not a football guy like the only thing that mark davis can hold his head on or what he's ever done in the nfl is my man is the guy who holds the patent 
for the little hand warmer, little the little waist pouch things that uh, NFL players wear during cold games. He holds the patent to that. Like that's the only thing he's ever contributed to the NFL is the little hand warmer. Like he has absolutely no idea what the hell he's doing when it comes to X's and O's on um, when it, about football. So this next hire that Mark Davis will be doing is going to be probably the most crucial hire of his entire tenure, which I'm not going to lie, which this may make or break him on this hire. You already you already uprooted your team from Oakland to Las Vegas, where you have zero fan base. Like, this is a glorified away game for a lot of these, these teams that come in. Like, I'm going to the Giants-Raiders game on Sunday, and I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a 50-50 split, where the Raiders may have to use a silent count at home. Like, it's no different from the Rams and the Chargers in L.A. Like, this is, this is just a... There's no fan base here that's not rooted. It is literally in a glorified away game, away, a glorified home game for a lot of these teams that come here to Las Vegas. Now, I think that there are a lot of good candidates, and I listen to Antonio Pierce, who's going to be the interim head coach. You also have Champ. I don't want to get my man's name. Champ. Oh, Lord. Can't think of it. I can't find his name. But my man, hey, Champ is the, the, the assistant. The, Champ Kelly. Will be who was the assistant GM will now serve as the interim GM. Um, I think that after watching their presser today, I think that they're up real, they're up front. Like that was a very very passionate press conference that Antonio Pierce had. Which ironically, they're playing the Giants this Sunday, and that's his former team where he won a Super Bowl. Um, it would be very ironic if Antonio Pierce wins his for debut game against his former team. Um, which now, with all the injuries that the Giants are actually racked up with right now, with no Darren Waller, which he was supposed to make his homecoming, um, it's going to be, it's uh, it's not really far-fetched at this point. Granted, the uh, Raiders are now starting their rookie quarterback, who Aiden O'Connell, who looked okay during the preseason, but it was preseason. And then the lone start he had, he looked, you know, he looked wet behind the ears. But you have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Bo Hardry, who's the quarterback's coach, will now be doing the play calling as well. Um, you you got a lot of things that the Raiders need to work on. And from what I my understanding was, there was some scuttlebutt that the New York Jets um, possibly reached out to the Raiders to see if they were interested in getting Devontae Adams. But apparently the Raiders have been going through the turmoil as far as figuring out what if this is the final answer if, as far as firing all the, the regime. And that they didn't even pick up the phone to see what the Jets were willing to offer for Devontae Adams. That's what I heard. Don't know how true it is. Take it with a grain of salt. But that's that's what has been told to me. Now, what does this mean for the rest of the season? There's two folds. Mark Davis, I hope you now, it seems like you listen to your players and your fans. Like, you literally had fans running up to you at the Chargers game telling you to fire this fool. The Las Vegas Aces had their championship parade, and there was a lot of people that supported the, the Aces, but also got up in your piece and was like, hey, bro, you need to get cuz up out of town immediately, otherwise we're going to have some problems. Like, I don't know, I don't know how many threats Mark Davis got, but apparently something happened where he finally woke up out of this trance and was like, I need to make a move now. I don't know. I know that the, before the Lions game that there was a players, somewhat of a players only meeting where usually that doesn't end well. Like I've been in locker rooms where every player gets to voice their concerns. And usually once when that those type of meetings are happening where either it's a players only meeting or it's a it's a meeting where everyone gets to say something. 
those usually don't end well. So that happened before they played the Lions. And I don't know, but based off of the interactions between the presser that Josh Jacobs had, Devontae Adams slamming his helmet at the end of the Lions game, I don't know if that they was just sick and tired of being sick and tired, but there's a feeling. I just have this weird feeling that somehow the players or the captains of the team literally went to Mark Davis and said, it's either them, them meaning McDaniels and Ziggler, or it's us. And when I say that it's going to be them, if Mark Davis would have told, if if Mark Davis would have chose to keep Josh McDaniels um, second longer, I don't know what the Sunday would have looked like. I don't know if they wouldn't have played or what that would have entailed, but it seems like Mark Davis finally woke up and listened listened to his players and his fans. I don't. That's just my own personal belief. I'm not saying that they were staging a boycott or they were just gonna walk it up and walk out. I don't know. But for them, for for the organization, the Raiders to say yes, we will we will pick the players over the management speaks volumes. Now, like I said, Mark Davis has huge holes to fill. Like this is this is a good time for him to get ahead, scope out the field, and now you have to pick up the pieces. There's a laundry list of things on why I could say why Josh McDaniel should have gone gotten fired. But then there's a question of he should have never got hired from Jump Street. He should have got fired really after they gave up a 20-zip lead against the Arizona Cardinals and lost that game. I think there was about three, three or four different games where they were up by double digits and they poo-pooed that a game away. But if we're really piggybacking on off of this, who knows if all of this would have happened if John Gruden's weird emails didn't surface, would we even be in this predicament? I don't know if the Raiders would still have John Gruden as the coach, but it's a strong possibility to mean the fact that he has signed a 10-year deal, and I think this would have been year six for him. Um, so there's a lot of that. But also, in 2021, the Raiders won nine games after they fired John Gruden that season. And I think they lost ooh, three or four games in a row under Rich Bisacci. And somehow they were able to turn it around and sneak into the playoffs and play the eventual AFC championship team, the Cincinnati Bengals, all the way up into the final whistle where they lost by a very controversial touchdown. And Mark Davis didn't listen to the team then. Like, but Rich Bisacci had done enough to keep the team. Like, bro, you lose four games in a row under the interim head coach, and then you win. You rip off five in a row, and you win. And you go into the playoffs, and you damn near win. And this is without Devontae Adams or Chandler Jones, who that ended up being a flop. So you didn't listen to them then. I would strongly consider, depending on how Antonio Pierce does, but from what I've seen, from what I'm being told, he sounds legit. He sounds like the players are willing to play for him. They sound like they're happy. It even sounds like Antonio Pierce was tired of the bull crap that the New England Patriots vibes was giving to, to the rest of the organization. So it'll be very, very interesting. There's, you know, you could throw Antonio Pierce's name out there. I'd like to see Lewis Riddick get a chance at being the GM. I know he interviewed for it before they even hired these two stooges um, in Ziggler and, and uh, McDaniels. I don't know what the scandal of the University of Michigan is looking like, but if Jim Harbaugh decides to run from that, which all roads look like it's not really that good of what that scandal is. If he wants to run back to the NFL, that might happen. You can also look to see what Eric Bielemi over in Washington, what his 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 what's his schedule looking like. There's a lot of different options that they can use, but I hope that whatever they do, it makes it right. But 
the fact that they even hired these two stooges from the get-go just was we were doomed from the get-go so now that there's they're out let's celebrate i already know allegiant stadium this sunday is about to be cracking it's gonna be it's gonna probably be as loud as it's been that i can remember in a long time just out of pure joy and celebration i can't wait i can't wait to see just everyone being happy because you can already feel it around the city i can tell you that right now you feel it around the city where people are like man that dude should have never got hired um so there's that now let's talk about some of these nfl deals and steals now the biggest one i guess is chase young to the 49ers is that a big deal eh, it's a deal i don't know if it's a big deal i don't know if that's going to solve all their problems but it's a deal I honestly thought they should have got somebody some more help on the on the secondary, maybe another uh, maybe another cornerback. I probably would have hit up the Raiders to see if Marcus Peters was available. Um, maybe seeing uh, I don't know who else is out there, but I would have went more on the secondary route. And so, and the reason why is that y'all just got Randy Gregory a few weeks ago, and from what I've seen, he didn't play that bad. I mean, what game was that? He left Denver. He comes. I want to see he played pretty good against the Cleveland Browns. Like, he played decent. So now you got Randy Gregory, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Hargrove, and you telling me that you still can't get pressure on the quarterback? I don't know. So, like, it's a deal. You know, Chase Young is solid. He's a, he's due for free. You know, he'll be a free agent at the end of the year, which all roads look like he'll walk at the end of the season. I don't know if this is as big as a move as like when Bob Miller went to the Rams and the Rams were able to go straight to the Super Bowl, but it's something. I just think that they needed more help in the secondary. Like Charverius Ward is getting ate up, getting called for pass interference every time I turn around. The other quarterback, number two, these these dudes probably lead the league in pass interferences all all day long. Now you could say that that's part of the D line's fault because they're not able to get in generate any pressure to the quarterback. That's true, but also. The DBs, the secondary room has not looked good. Um, and you can say, well, it's Steve Wilkes' fault or yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, Steve Wilkes has flat out said that he's left it the same philosophy that D'Amico Ryans had last year. So, if you're literally leaving it this, with the same philosophy, then you really can't. And he hasn't made any significant changes. And it's literally whatever DNA blueprint that they had last season rolled over into this, this season. And you've pretty much got the same players then I don't know. But I don't know if Chase Young was the answer that they needed. It's cool. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad deal. It's just I don't know if that's the route I would have went, especially if you got Randy Gregory for the Lolo and you just gave up a third-round draft pick. So we shall see. Um, I also saw, what was it, my man uh, Montez Sweat left Washington to go to Chicago. Damn, dog, who you pissed off where you had to go from one doo-doo bean situation to probably another situation that's even worse? Like, damn, dog. Um, I saw another move. You know, Derrick Henry didn't move, which the Cowboys should have done what they could do to get him. Um, But, yeah, I guess you could say to Chase Young to the Niners is, a, is probably the biggest deal out of the day. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm also, like I said, I haven't been worried about the Niners. We shall see what they do coming out the bye. I posted something on social media that said it was this time last year where the Niners, I believe, was like 3-4 and four going into the bye, and I think they didn't lose another game after the bye. We'll, I, I mean, I'm not worried about it. Like, you know, Brock Purdy, 
He's 13 and three as a starting quarterback. He's lost his last three. He's fine. I mean, he's. We'll see. Where we know it's not anybody. You know, anybody that sat there and tried to say that he was the next John Montana, that's on you. If y'all had expectations of him possibly being, argue, you know, being compared to arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, then I, you got a you problem because you send them to high ass expectations. You ain't got nobody to blame but yourself. But I would like to see more. I think this Cowboys Eagles game will tell me a little bit more about who's real and who's not. Um, I told you I really only think that's probably about a good four or five teams that are for real and everybody else is just eh. And that kind of goes back to this whole Josh McDaniels firing is that there's a lot of other coaches that can get fired too. You know, so don't, you know, don't think that whatever fan base that y'all are at, that it's just all peaches and cream. Because if we're keeping it a buck, you know, the Detroit Lions didn't play all that well against the Raiders. You know, the Raiders actually, their defense out of all the things this year has actually kept them in they kept them in that game. You know, like I said, the Chargers, they've been bad. Cardinals, bad. Baltimore Ravens, you know, they trying to pick it up, but I still gotta see more from the uh from uh Lamar Jackson. The Buffalo Bills, I honestly think Sean McDermott's seat might be getting a little warm if they don't pick it up and go at least to the AFC championship game. Like I wouldn't be shocked if he's out of there. Um, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland, they ain't playing all that good. You know, they got a good, they got a decent defense, but hell, what y'all doing on offense? You just poo-pooing that away. So there's a lot of team, there's a lot of bad football being played that y'all, y'all don't want to be holding yourselves accountable and y'all just cool with it. Like I said, the NFL is probably the only sport where people just be like, we going to the Super Bowl. Y'all know damn well y'all ain't got no chances to the Super Bowl. But y'all fandom boy hats be on so damn tight that y'all just don't be thinking realistically. So, don't let this stuff fool you is all I'm trying to say. Now, another tra trade happened, and this time it was in the NBA. And initially I thought that the trade was off because I heard that the LA Clippers were no longer pursuing it. But I guess trade talks had picked up over the weekend between the Clippers and the Sixers. Where the Clippers now get James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and somebody else. And the Sixers get... I'm um, doing this off the top of my head. They get a whole bunch of players. I know one of the Morris twins who are supposedly the gatekeepers of the NBA, the toughest dudes that ain't really done a damn thing, but whatever. But the the Sixers end up getting some bodies back. Oh, uh, they got Robert Covington back. That's that's one, and they got some draft picks. <sighs> Do I like it? I mean, it all depends. We're looking at the James Harden, Russell Westbrook experiment now going on a third team, OKC, Houston, and now here in LA. And then you got Mister Mister All Days off and Kawhi Leonard. Where I don't has he played a game this year? Like I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I haven't watched a lot of basketball, um, so I don't know what he's been doing. Like I, I've heard, you know, you hear this, this, the the Lakers, you hear. Um, the Denver Nuggets, they're already undefeated. You hear the Golden State Warriors. You hear the Milwaukee Bucks with the Dame Lillard and, and Yacht Freaky Greeky experiment. You've heard Big Creme Boulet, uh, Victor Wimbayana. Um, you've heard the Celtics. You've even heard the Sixers. Like, I haven't heard Jack Diddley Poo about the LA Clippers. And I know they play tonight on a national cha uh, national televised game against the Lakers. But outside of that, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they do. I don't even know what their record is. Have they won a game? Um, like, what they doing? So... My biggest takeaway is, it's the Clippers, y'all. Like, come on, bro. It's the Clippers. Until the Clippers are, like, actually in the NBA Finals, which 
I don't even know if they're going to make it past the second round this year, even with all them players. Ain't nobody taking them boys serious. Like, it's it's the Clippers. It's the Clippers, y'all. So, now, what does this mean for for the Sixers side? I guess it's a addition a addition with subtraction. They get some bodies back, and they get rid of their, their headache of James Harden. I mean, even if they had James Harden, I didn't take the Sixers to be going all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals or even to the NBA Finals. I still think it's Milwaukee's to lose, then maybe Boston. But even if you talk, if you look at Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly, I can look at all their rosters and be like, yeah, but. Philly for me is, yeah, but who, like, y'all really believe in Tyrese Maxey like that? I don't. Like, I, I, I don't. Like, I just don't see it. I think Tobias Harris is a great third option. I don't know if he's the second option or the third option here in Philly, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how, like, how much, how much more can Tyrese Maxey do to elevate his game? Like, what's the next step? He makes the all-star game. He's their closer. Like, I don't, like, I guess. I, I don't know, but I, I think I, I need more from him. So, I don't know if this makes the Sixers automatically a ticket. Uh, they've punched their ticket into the Eastern Conference Finals barring any injuries. Just don't see it. Um, I think that they got their, you know, there's that black hole that's, that was James Harden out of there. But from what everyone was saying, it was that James Harden was cool with the, you know, he was cool with the team. You know, they he loved playing. He loved playing with the team. He, he, he was good. He was he did everything he was supposed to do. He was asked to do. He practiced hard whenever he was playing. You know, with the fear of few practices that he practiced. But they they said that he was a model citizen. There, it was the fact that he had issues with Daryl Morey, and that all goes back to, you know, I guess back to the last season where he stopped talking to him since last February. If that was the case, you should have shipped him out then. So I don't know. We'll see. But it's the Clippers. I'm not putting the Clippers ahead of the Nuggets, the Suns. Or even the, ooh, reluctantly, I'm going to say the Warriors. Like, I can't miss the Warriors have been playing good, but I still don't see the Warriors being a top four seeded team in the West. I think the Warriors, Clippers, and Kings are all jockeying for that top four seed, but I just, I, I don't see, I don't got faith in none. Like, if I got to pick a team that I'm more confident in, I guess it's the Warriors, but then the hell, the Warriors are all, you know, They've been battle tested, and I, you know, you didn't get better by getting younger. You got better. You're hoping that you get better by getting Chris Paul, and we've all seen Chris Paul fall apart in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it's it's the Clippers, y'all. Like, it's the Clippers. You know, it's no different than the Detroit Lions. Like, until you see them boys win, you ain't nobody sitting there thinking about them dudes, man. Ain't nobody thinking about them boys. So, we'll see. Now, I did see this, and this was pretty interesting. Like I said, we're doing a full show now, so. You know, usually I do a show once a week here on the Sports Business Podcast. You know, I had to hop on, talk about the Raiders. But I did see this story. And for the most part, I thought that baseball had cured its little viewership program, uh, viewership um, problems with 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 uh, people attending games, people watching games, and all this other stuff with the, the rule changes where they pay, picked up the pace of the game, which, I mean, I got homeboys that are trying to say that they, they like it. I I'm neutral like I didn't I mean who asked for it like I was always going to a baseball game with the expectation I was going to be there three three to three and a half hours like that's just what it is side note fellas if you ever want to take go on a date and watch sports and get to know your your your, your significant other or the, the person that you're dating go to a baseball game it's cool 
you can sit there and talk, watch sports at the same time, get to know somebody, and it's a slow pace. Well, it was a slow paced game, but it's a it's a easy game to follow, and you get to know your per that the person that you brought to the game. You can thank your boy later. I'm telling you, a good date since all these females are out here writing down dates that they will not go to. I didn't see something about no taking you out to a baseball game was a, was a bad place to go. So that looks like you're still in the clear for that one, people. But take your take your take your spouse out, take your male or your female out to a, to a baseball game. I promise you, they'll love it. Now, I saw this and I talked to one of my homeboys, and he told me, and I kind of scoffed at the idea. He was like, "Game one of the World Series, arguably the greatest baseball game ever." And I was like, "Well, if that's the case, how come nobody watched it then?" Oh, wait, it was on a freaking Friday night during Halloween weekend, bro. And people can say, well, yeah, it's because it's the Arizona Diamondbacks against the Texas Rangers. Cool, but I thought everybody was watching baseball again. I thought everybody was watching baseball. They said a viewership had been up, attendance has been up all year long, but this is by far, it's not even close, the lowest, the least watched World Series ever. Well, what do you mean? How? I'm going to tell you why. Baseball should have slid that thing. Game one either on a Thursday or start at the World Series on a Sunday. I've been a big, I've been very, very big about things like that starting on a weekend. You can't have game one starting on a, on a, on a, on a Friday. I'm sorry. The NBA Finals don't even start on a Friday. They usually start on a Thursday. It's usually like the first Thursday of June, I think, is when the NBA Finals starts. Something like that. But you will never see the NBA Finals starting on a Thursday. Hell, I don't even think hockey starts a game one on a Thursday. So let alone, what was you expecting? You could have moved that. You literally should have moved that on a Thursday night where you're already competing with Thursday night football, which nine times out of ten, it's garbage. And two, half the people don't even want to go through the house to find an Amazon Prime just to even watch the game. Or the latter would have been put that joker on Sunday on Fox after whatever the four o'clock Eastern games were for NFL, and then you just roll game one right into there, and that's how you're able to grab. Because what was Sunday Night Football? The Dolphins against the Bears? Ill. I didn't even watch that game. So, baseball ain't got nobody to blame but themselves on this one. Like, yeah, you can keep saying that it's a small market team in Arizona because nobody outside of Arizona doesn't watch the Diamondbacks, which is true because I know for a fact that they were giving away thousands of tickets. To the D-backs game for the NLCS against the Philadelphia Phillies, which they have a pretty good, they have a pretty good fan base. Like I know for a fact because I was offered some of those free tickets and I turned it down. So I know that they had a hard time. I think World Series tickets. I can look right now. I'm pretty sure they're less than fifty bucks to go to Game Five tonight. Game, I think Game Five is tonight. So uh, what happened, baseball? What happened, dog? I thought y'all had this great year. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Y'all ain't fooling nobody, bro. Y'all ain't fooling nobody. You're not fooling me. You're not going to get me to watch game one on a Friday night during Halloween weekend. Folks are taking their kids to trunk or treat. Folk, grown folks out here, you know, wearing little to nothing with their Halloween costumes, going to whatever Halloween party, they, whatever costume party they go into as it is. So the only people that are literally watching this are probably people in Phoenix. And that's about it. I don't even know the people in Dallas is watching the games all like that. And I think Dallas got a top 10 TV market. I don't think they're watching it all like that, bro. So, good job, MLB. <laughs> way, to, way to set yourselves up for failure on that one. Was that Theo Epstein supposedly the smartest dude in baseball? Good job. Doesn't look too smart after all. So, 
that is the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton. But before we get up out of here, we're going to definitely do the dummy of the day. And this one was rather unique. I was, I saw the notification. And I was just like, what? what? What happened? And it goes out to Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney, who actually, I guess he has his own uh, weekly radio show where fans are able to call in to his radio segment. And I guess a man um, named Tyler from Spartanburg. I guess try to check Dabble Sweeney about some some of his. I guess for the fact that the Clemson Clemson is four and four this year. If, if you those who don't know too much about college football, Clemson has been a national powerhouse. I'd probably say for the last six to eight years. Um, I think they won two national championships. I believe out of the last ten or ten plus years, I think they've won at least ten or eleven games for a majority of that. So they've been always either knocking at the door or at the door in the college football playoffs and i think this is the first year where they're they, they're just they're just trash um and so i guess <laughs> Dabo sweeney went ham sandwich and said he makes 10.8 million dollars and he, he he sat there and tried to challenge this person kept calling him a kid um he was pretty much mad at the fan base talking about how you know be patient y'all are y'all are spoiled y'all are bad y'all are sore winners and losers yada 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 um but hey man Dabo. first of all you've already like you're known to be the guy who wants to not be cool and you flat out said that you don't want to be cool but then at the end of the day you out here trying to hit the gritty and all these other young folk dances but then you want to start popping off because you have now built up a somewhat of a college blue bud blue blood in, in clemson where now the expectation is it's championship or bust. Like, bro, you should be happy. Like, you got passionate fans that are mad that y'all ain't even in the runnings for the national, you know, for the top four seeded teams to even compete in the national championship or college football playoff. Like, you should be happy about that. You shouldn't be out here barking at, barking at fans who, you know, who ain't got nothing to say. Like, bro, first of all, it's college football. And second of all, I think Dabo Sweeney's one of those dudes. He's going to be like Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. This is his only job. And... Clemson ain't gonna push him out the dough like he don't want him to I think two national championships He won two national championships with him. He done been in the college football playoffs. I think three or four So they're not gonna usher him out the door. He just gonna be one of them dudes that's gonna be there for a minute and Whenever he decides to hang him up He probably not gonna get another job like everyone kept saying that he probably might go to Alabama because he played at Alabama, but I don't think Alabama really wants him on like that. So we shall see, but I don't know. I just dabble Sweeney. Take it easy, man. Like be glad that you got passionate fans and make this make this uh your 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 focal point on trying to get that NIL money swinging on over to where you're at. But uh yeah, Dabble Sweeney. You definitely get the sports business podcast at the dummy of the day. But like I said, that is a sports business podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email me. Email the show. Let me know what what is a good head coach candidate for the Las Vegas Raiders. Because, like I said, I think this is Mark Davis's last straw before. I don't know. He might have. He might be. I don't know. I think they might run him up out of town if the, if he tricks this one off. But email the show. Let me know who is a great coaching candidate. You can also find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. You can also find me, and I think I said Instagram, but if not, you can find me on, on Money Compton. Um, 
we will try to do a show next week i am actually traveling next monday so either we will try to do it early before i get on the plane if not we'll try to do something next week but if not i will holler at you then i'm out